Working Cows Podcast, episode 250. Welcome to the podcast that gives producers a platform to discuss and share paradigm-challenging practices. Practices that have increased the effectiveness of their operation and the joy that their families have received from this lifestyle. Howdy, everybody. This is Clay Connery, host of the Working Cows podcast, powered by the Global Ag Network. And we made it to 250 episodes. Uh, thank you for all your faithful listening and supporting and sharing and all those things. Uh, it's been a great learning experience for me. And so I decided um, at the um, suggestion of Steve Campbell that I would go back and reach out to some past guests and ask them to share their one to two minutes of advice for the next generation. And I kind of left it open and broad for them and said, you know, whatever you make of that uh, prompt, you can share and uh, we'll see where this goes. So I have just taken every one of these responses in the order they came in. I sent this request out about um, a month, a little over a month ago, and uh, taken these requests as they've come in and just put them in this episode in order. So um, any any coincidences or anything like that are just coincidences. And I'm recording this uh, in my office on Monday. I'm waiting until Wednesday for a couple of more uh, responses to come in because of my uh, inability to manage a calendar. I requested that they come in uh, early this week, thinking I was releasing it early next week, but I'm going to stay on my weekly release schedule. And so this will come out, this will be out on a Wednesday, Lord willing. And so uh, I might not even have heard all of the ones that are going to come in uh, as I'm recording this. So uh, we're going to enjoy some of this together for the first time. But uh, you guys uh, really appreciate y'all and um, enjoyed this experience and, and continuing to enjoy it. And uh Looking forward to uh, future initiatives for the Working Cows podcast. So uh, without further ado, here is uh, advice from past guests. This is Aaron Berger with Nebraska Extension. I'm an educator located in the south panhandle of the state of Nebraska. And I think about the next generation. If I was going to offer words of encouragement or advice, I think one of the things in my mind for those who are going to be successful in the next generation is to really develop their soft skills. And when I say soft skills, what I'm thinking about here is understanding themselves, self-awareness, understanding their own personality, temperament, their own strengths and weaknesses. And then with that, being able to communicate effectively with others, understanding others' temperaments, understanding the things that make them tick. So communication skills, listening skills, negotiation skills, being able to resolve and navigate conflict, in my mind, are really going to be critical in order to be effective in the next generation for those who want to be involved in ranching. And I know that seems a little maybe outside of what we think about when we think about ranching. We think about management of land and livestock. But in my mind, increasingly, those who are going to be able to be effective, even if it's on a family ranch or if we're thinking about working for a corporate operation, where you're answering to a board of directors or uh, answering to a general manager, your soft skills, being able to communicate effectively with others, those you work for and those who 
uh, maybe you're providing oversight or, or leadership, uh, really is going to set you apart and provide opportunities. So again, I, I know that's a little different than maybe what we would traditionally think about, but really investing in yourself, investing in your understanding of communication skills, your own personality, your temperament, uh, understanding how to navigate, negotiate conflict, communicate effectively, I think will really set you apart and help you be effective as you think about ranching as we look to the next 20, 30 years. Hi, this is Alan Crockett. The advice that I'd give a young rancher is pretty much the same advice that I'd give any rancher or any business owner for that matter. First, ranching is a business, period. So run it like a business. Second, I want to visit with you about what I call the six P's. Number one, people. I've said for years, every problem's a people problem. Make sure that you have the right team of people working with you, and most important, make sure that you become the leader your team needs you to be. Two, principles. Build your business on sound people, economic, financial, and ecological principles. These principles will make all the difference in your success. Three, priority. Don't lose focus of the things that matter most, your faith, your family, your health, your community, etc. Four, plan. Take time weekly to do strategic planning for your business. Develop a three-year plan as part of your long-term vision. Five, profit. Your business should be profitable every year. Weather and market should only affect the degree of profitability, not whether or not you're profitable. The low-cost producers, good managers, with excellent leadership skills are going to stay in business. Six, progress. You need to be making progress in all of these areas, but specifically I'll mention ecological progress that comes from building soil health and increasing grass productivity. Not only will this increase the carrying capacity of your ranch, but it will also reduce your costs and increase profitability. Now, to finish, let me just mention that there are an awful lot of negative people in the world and even in ranching. Avoid them. Associate only with positive people who have already done what you're trying to do or that are in the process of doing it. Find yourself a mentor or coach to help you be successful. I wish you the best going forward. If I can be of assistance, please reach out to me. Thank you. Hey, Clay, it's Shannon Sims. So if I had to find one piece of advice that would actually be applicable to a large audience, it would have to be the advice that my grandpa gave my dad when he uh, made the decision to leave college early. And what grandpa told him was, never stop learning. And uh, it's also, coincidentally, the same advice that dad gave me when I finished college, never stop learning. And, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, the only thing you really can do to uh, keep moving forward. Thanks, ma'am. Appreciate what you do. Yes, my name is Wallace Olson. I run Olson Ranch LLC in Claremore, Oklahoma. And uh, my advice to young ranchers is number one thing, guard your name because your word is your bond. And if you're going to, uh, you just need to be aware that this is a very small business ranching that we're in. And uh, you just need to guard your name. The next thing is you need to know and understand yourself. Understand what you will do and what you will not do. And, uh, and don't try to, don't try to do things that you aren't going to do. I mean, if, uh, 
you know, if you're scared of horses, don't try to ride them and stuff. And if you have to have the very best of everything, uh, you probably won't achieve that in ranching, you know. And the next thing is, is to get educated and build a network. Uh, this is a people business and you need to be very aware of that. And college will not do you much good in, in actual ranching. It will do you a lot of good in, uh, in getting jobs and stuff in agriculture, but as far as ranching, it won't. So what you need to do, in my opinion, is get to a ranching for profit school, plan on repeating it within the year, and away you and another thing is is to, to look into Holistic Management International and find out about uh, setting goals and understand how they're modeled. And find find mentors. Uh, Chip Hines and I now, but we talk a lot about uh, putting old heads on young shoulders, and uh, that is... Uh, very, very important, and uh, and then understand that attitude is is everything. I got that from Jim Lizzie over in Australia. He teaches stockmanship schools, and uh, knock down, and uh, you just need to have a good attitude. Get up, dust yourself off, and go forward. And like Barry Bauer up in Montana says, you know, when you when you have a problem, just put it behind you. Get it behind you. Don't fret about it. Just put it behind you. It was a mistake. Learn from it and go ahead. And the number one thing starting off is this needs to be a profitable business, and you just need to plan for a profit. And you need to understand you need to have a margin in what you do. And we're selling grass. And... uh you need to learn how to. Yes, this is Wally Olson again, and where I got, as I was talking about selling grass at full, the way you do that is know the value of gain if you're running stalker cattle, and then controlling and capturing as much appreciation in the cow herd as you can, and mitigating as much depreciation in the cow herd. The next thing is, is understand that in the Ranching business, if you want to be in the cow business, all you need to own is a cow. And all this other stuff just takes away from your cash flow. The further away you get from a cow, the less cash flow you're going to have. And when you're starting out, cash flow is king. The next thing is make sure you work with nature. And uh, it makes, if you work, it makes ranching a lot easier. And if you've got a problem, Try to figure out how you can profit from the problem rather than spend money on the problem. The next thing is is to understand where you're going to ranch at. And, uh, you know, there's a vast difference. You know, there's places where you can run a cow on two acres and there's a place where it takes 100 acres. You need to, you know, know where to ranch and how and what you're willing to do. Because understand. Under the rainfall, the more opportunities there are. And then the next to be is a contrarian. There's two sides to everything, and just try to always be on the winning side. That's my opinion. Thank you. Craig Guffey here. 
After building two successful ranches over the last 40-plus years from scratch, this is what we've learned. It all comes down to controlling our mind to accomplish long-term success. Balance is the key to all. B, believe in your vision, focus, and ability. Believe what your land, forage, and cattle show you. Believe in your family, values, and integrity. There will be many times all will be challenged by the followers in the traditional box. A, alone. Understand that you are on this journey by yourself. Stay focused whether you are broke, tired, failing, and or afraid. You are who the people around you are. L, learn. Learning to learn, it's a life's work. A, always focus on the long term. Ranching is a long-term equity business not short-term cash basis. Our industry has followed the short-term corporate model, which is failure. In negative energy, let it go with the people who bring it and try to change you. Don't live in the past, learn from it, and move on. Don't live in the future, it brings anxiety. Live today with clarity. C, creative and consistent. You must have unwavering discipline. Yet when you are knocked to the ground and beat up along the way and it looks bleak, look to your creativity and courage to find the alternate path forward. Use a systems thinking approach. E, emotion. Never make decisions based on emotion. You will always lose. Understand this harsh reality. People don't really want you to succeed. These elements, to me, have been the most critical components to building our ranch and keeping our head in the game. Balance in every element of our lives and the people that work with us daily. If there is a weak link out of balance, that creates a struggle. Loss of focus leads to anger, fear, and out of control. Step back, take a break, a breath, and realize tomorrow the sun will come up and the new day usually brings new light to yesterday's challenge. Hey, Clay, it's Scott. Here's my... One to two minutes of advice for the next generation. Ranching, or animal husbandry more generally, is the great gift from God through which we are challenged to match the content of our mind to the context of his creation. Ranching has never been or will be about livestock health, plant production, soil health, or economic profitability. Ranching has always and will always be about the healing of human souls. Only healed souls can heal soil. This is the only metric by which we can measure success and thus the only means by which succession can be achieved. A good graze is not evidence of a good grazer, but rather a person who attends to their responsibility with, with humility and care. A multi-generationally profitable ranch is not evidence of a savvy ranch manager, but rather of a man or woman who attends to the needs of their spouses and children. Begin each day on your knees in humble prayer and ask God to fulfill his will for your life, your family, your ranch throughout the day ahead. End each day on your knees in gratitude for the gifts that he gives. Control what you can, your attitudes and actions. Leave the rest to him. And don't forget to smile every time the cattle are out because they always have something to teach you. And today is a good day to learn. Hello, my name is Steve Kenyon with Greener Pastures Ranching. And... I've been super excited over the last few years to be working with Clay Connery on the Working Cows podcast. It's a, a amazing resource for people who are getting into grazing and uh, ranching. 
So any advice that I would give to the future generation getting into this, um, by far, it would be to understand the business side of your ranch. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how good of a grazer I am if I don't understand the economics and finances behind the business and if I don't understand the human resources behind it. So being able to communicate with people and, and negotiating contracts and negotiating land rents and all sorts of things that are so much more important than actually being a grazer. So if, if I could give anything, yes, it would be learn the business side figure out how to do a gross margin analysis and break down your business into profit centers and figuring out what parts of your farm are making money and which parts are not. Uh, understanding the finance side, right? Running a cash flow, being able to predict six or eight months in advance when you're going to have a cash flow crunch. That's a powerful tool. Um, really needing to understand that on a, on a farm. And being able to communicate with people. Uh, we've got different personalities out there. You need to be able to determine what the personality is of someone you're working with you know uh, just sit down and talk to them uh, have have tea and uh, coffee figure out what what makes them tick and then lead your conversation to their language um, very powerful tool that i learned over the years so yeah without a doubt you know grazing is not the most important part feeding cows is not the most important part it's really understanding the business side to your operation so, once again, thanks, Clay, for letting me be a part of this, and uh, God bless. Hi, Clay, it's Melinda Sims, and I was calling with a bit of advice for the next generation grantor, 250th episode. My bit of advice would be to, first and foremost, establish a goal or a vision for yourself. If you are a new generation of ranchers or a young generation of ranchers, um, understand what it is you want. And, and maybe you find that that actually isn't going to be in production ads. But it's better to find out first what it is you want so you don't waste so much time trying to figure that out. Um, the other part of that is, you know, without a goal or a vision in mind, it's really hard to direction. And so having that goal established and that vision established to go with, uh, really is lend some clarity and can take a lot of stress out of the situation if, if you've laid that groundwork and know what it is you want. But that's my, that's my advice. Uh, establish a goal or a vision to know what direction you want to go in life. Thanks. Have a good day. Bye. My name is Pete Farrell. I've had the privilege of being the fourth generation of my family to manage a beautiful ranch on Tallgrass Prairie in the Flint Hills of Kansas. Much to my delight, the fifth generation and first non-family member, member is now managing the ranch. This required a lot of soul searching and eventual letting go on my behalf. To the next generation, I would say that the journey is the reward. Enjoy the ride and remember it's all a gift, even the bad things. You are caretakers of the very fabric of life. I recently heard an anecdote told to me by one of my mentors, Wendell Berry. He was visiting with his father, who was in his 80s at the time. His dad said, I've had a good life, and I had nothing to do with it. Now, there's a person who knows it's all been a gift. And my dad said to me, as I would say to anyone, we don't own this place. We're just the caretakers here for a while. Thank you. Hi, this is Arielle Greenwood from episode 133. 
I would encourage your listeners to think about ways that they can make interesting and creative partnerships and collaborations with other people and businesses to help further the scope and scale of their work. Uh, it's totally fine to want to have your own spread and your own herd. And at the same time, there are uh, a lot of interesting ways to work with other owners of livestock, of land, people with leases who need help um, that maybe don't resemble what might be considered the typical cowboy or camp manager or herd manager job. And um, think about what you really need in life and work backwards from there. Oftentimes, some of the most resilient and long-standing working relationships are those that might be a little bit unconventional. And uh, just be sure to develop really clear contracts and working agreements so that everything is professional and above board. I'd also encourage your listeners to think about ways to become better water managers. I think as weather patterns become more extreme with severe drought followed by fire and flooding, Water and competency and how to manage water is going to become a really desirable skill, not just for your own ranch or land that you might own, but also for getting jobs managing other people's cattle and land and uh, winning leases. And this will include not just uh, a working understanding of pipelines, drinkers, and storages, but also the sort of biological infrastructure that exists on every land base. So things like intermittent and perennial flowing streams, um, coolies, arroyos, wetlands, bogs, etc. All of these can be really critical resources, not just for growing more and better forage for your livestock, for game and wildlife species, but also for helping aquifers to recharge following flow events. There's a lot of strategies emerging that are low-tech and inexpensive and really efficient for helping to keep water on the land working for us. And I would encourage anyone looking to make a go at ranching and ranch management for the long haul to become pretty well-versed in those things. Hey, Clay, is Derek. Um, on the advice for young producers, um, there's so many things, and sometimes I feel like the ultimate imposter uh, I'm pretending to know what I talk about and I've thought about this a lot and I'm a little late but you know there's a there's a verse in the Bible the New Testament when the Pharisees are trying to trick Jesus and they ask him what's the most important commandment and Jesus says love the Lord your God with all your heart and your mind and your soul and the second of these is like it love your neighbor as yourself and I've had a big deal on that lately, and it's it's it may sum up well, there's definitely the gift of salvation, and we can't miss that, but how to conduct ourselves is pretty much all in that, and that's what Jesus said. Um, you know we need to keep God first and in the center, but if that's all we're doing, we go to church, we keep our head down, we pray in the closet we're we're not in the world and of the world. And in ag, we're we're always wanting the neighbors back 40. Or, I mean, who isn't? Let's face it. And and we all come running when somebody's place is on fire. My father-in-law was really cool. He said, give the neighbor.